It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. All right. Today is February 6, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. I appreciate that. And Bill always comes up with some very good uh, news articles, and that's what we put in place as far as once we once we start off here. And uh, we're he has a run across a story. It's called PTSD and hypnosis. Tell us a little bit about that, Bill. Uh, this is quite interesting, Gary. And uh, to carry that title just a little bit further, it's called the bulletproof vest for the mind. Uh, now, Gary, as you know, uh, uh, none of us are immune from post-traumatic stress, which is the modern-day term for what was and at various times had been called shell shock, war neurosis, and combat fatigue in wartime situations and operational stress injury in civilian terms. Uh, post-traumatic stress is a serious, potentially the debilitating condition that can occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a natural disaster, a first responders, serious incidents or accidents, a sudden death, personal violence, or a life-threatening situation. But, you know, everybody has their breaking point. Uh, however strong they may have forced or trained themselves to be physically or mentally, Ironically, it is often the people who have faced other distressing situations in their life who are most at risk for developing post-traumatic stress. There is a fast and effective way, I'm told by this article, to get to the bottom of stress, of post-traumatic stress, with or without diagnosis and relieve or even eliminate the most troublesome symptoms and this is clinical hypnotherapy. Now, this alternative therapy is the only clinically proven therapeutic tool, again, I'm told by the article, which is endorsed by the American Medical Association, the American Psychological Association, and the British Medical Council. Clinical hypnotherapy allows a person to delve into the recesses of their own subconscious mind to seek the root source of any issue and allow the mind to confront symptoms and causes at a pace the subconsciousness can allow. Hypnosis is so effective as a therapy for post-traumatic stress that is being used extensively by psychiatrists and psychologists in the great wars to the great to the threat of most chronic causes by war neurosis and Gary as you know we're really concerned with post-traumatic stress and how you know in many cases it's the gateway towards suicides and you know the emphasis that we have placed upon uh, suicide awareness and prevention so you know Anything that comes out that, uh, you know, uh, that is, has a, a positive effect and can change this debilitating condition around, we need to have that presented to our veterans community. Yeah. So you think that that's a good idea? I well, mean, it, it, it sounds uh, good, so but again, you know, from, we don't know. You know, the endorsements, <laughs> that I mentioned, from the associations uh, here in the country, and even the British Medical Council, they believe that this is a great move towards changing this around. So, you know, 
as like with everything else, we'll have to wait and see how much success we have. That's true. Very, very true. So, yeah, that's great. And, and any type of, uh, you know, any type, we've been going through, I don't know how many uh, uh, ideas are out there and, and uh, you know, the, the difference that they make. Uh, and I'm just wondering is how far is this going to be pushed as far as uh, every veteran that has a PTSD um, background uh, is going to be going through this? Is this going to be something voluntary uh, or more mandatory? Who knows? Well, Gary, we'll keep our eyes on it, and as we get additional information, we'll certainly report that to our listening audience. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead with uh, interview our guest today. But before we do, I just want to mention the director and chief of staff for the organization that we're interviewing, which is Lawrence B. Connell, uh, acting D.C. VA Medical Center director, Dr. Dominic uh, Neptune, associate chief of staff with the D.C. VA Medical Health, Mental Health, and also Dr. Charles Faselis, uh, Chief of Staff for the D.C. Um, VA Medical Center. And, uh, Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest this morning. And, Gary, indeed it is an honor. We have two outstanding members of the team at the Washington, D.C. Uh, Medical Center. First, Patricia Craig, who... Uh, is uh, with the the chairperson of the Mental Health Advisory Council for the Washington D.C. Veterans Affairs Medical Center. Pat is a uh, graduate of the New England College, holding a Master of Arts degree. Uh, she uh, is the uh, vice, the chair, as I said, and also the co-chairperson for Vision Five of the collaboration of council and a member of the MIREC Veterans Advisory Panel. Uh, we'll hear more from, uh, from Pat and her background. And we have also have with us uh, Andrew Little, who is a U.S. Army Vietnam veteran who resides in Maryland, originally from North Carolina. Uh, all of his siblings uh, attended uh, Duke University in uh, Durham, North Carolina, but he uh, was uh, unable to complete his studies there uh, because of injuries that he uh, uh, received during his service in, uh, in Vietnam. However, he went on to uh, become the, uh, uh, the uh, manager of the Washington, D.C. Convention Center, and currently Andrew serves as the co-chairperson for the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council, along with Pat. Pat and Andrew, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much, Colonel Thank Ford you. and Gary. We appreciate being here and appreciate you, you know, allowing us this opportunity to share with your listeners, you know, who we are and what it is that we do at the uh, Washington, D.C. VA Medical Center. Well, Patricia, why don't you give us a little bit more on your background? Bill went over quite a bit, but um, it seems to me that you have quite a background. Well, you know, we'd like um, to learn more about it. Let let me tell you a little bit uh, more about you know how I became involved in the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. I am an Army veteran, and um, I am also a cancer survivor. And it was approximately uh, four years ago that I was diagnosed uh, with cancer. And out of that came, you know, a severe depression and other, um, you know, um, emotional and mental, you know, issues that, you know, that I'm told that I had not dealt with for about 40 years. And so they were talking about PTSD and uh, major depression disorder, as well as, you know, I am a survivor of MST, you know, um, um, as a result of my military services. 
so, you know, I became involved in the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council, you know, as a result, you know, of all of that, you know. My educational background, my, you know, uh, experience in different, you know, volunteer capacities, you know, never prepared me for, you know, the PTSD and the MDD and the MST that I had to deal with. So, you know, that's a little bit about who I am and, you know, what I do currently and, you know, my passion for doing it. Okay. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to take a a break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Mr. Little. And uh, you're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Pat and Andrew, with the DC Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. And, uh, Andrew, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? All righty. Well, I've been at the uh, VA for about um, 10 years now, and uh, I was also a patient, uh, PTSD, suicide prevention, suicide, and uh, and my passion has always been in the, the care, receiving outstanding care and all. So I... Um, got involved in just making sure the veterans was getting the proper care and was being treated fairly and and uh so it was a real pleasure uh, getting a chance to serve on the council um my background is in uh management convention management and um so and so i i really do uh feel good about working along with pat on the council, so you know we're just excited about uh, what we can do to help veterans out. All right, all right. And, and Pat, tell us a little bit more about developing methods for educating our veterans uh, with mental illness, especially the communities uh, with mental illness. 
Well, you know, our mission is to, you know, uh, gain feedback from veterans on their patient care and stigma, you know, not just internally but externally as well. And uh, it also involves their family members and, you know, uh, you know um, maybe uh, personal caregivers, you know, so that we can provide the quality of care that, uh, veterans deserve. So that means, you know, developing, you know, methods of educating, you know, the veterans, the staff, and the community, you know, about mental illness and the available treatments that uh, are offered, you know, to them internally as well as, again, in the community also. And so some of the things that we have done, we have partnered with agencies such as Melwood Veteran Services that do offer a um, a veteran-centric program where it involves, you know, introspection and, um, um, you know, PTSD, you know, components, MST components. And, you know, they serve not just the, the male and the female, you know, component, but they also serve the married couple and caregiver components also, which is rare in, you know, uh, you know, processes, you know, in serving veterans. So, you know, in terms of developing these modalities and, um, and opportunities, we look for partnerships that are actually serving, doing what the veterans need and are listening to the veterans and mutually expect, you know, respect the veterans, you know, so that, you know, there's, a, there's an element of trust that's built between, you know, the provider and the veteran mm-hmm. themselves. And we found this, you know, most effective, you know, in treating, you know, veterans different um, symptoms of PTSD, uh, such as, you know, violence towards others, you know, suicide ideologies, uh, um, ask, uh, you know, um, speaking to their stressors and uh, anxieties and those types of, you know, um, um, symptoms. So, you know, we are always looking for, you know, partners who are willing to help us, you know, serve the veterans, not just partners externally, but partners internally also. So we partner with the uh, mental health um, leadership here as well as the veterans veterans, um, medical center, you know, executive staff. So, you know, we help them and they help us, you know, provide the quality of service that we expect, you know, to have for our veterans. And and, uh, uh, we'd like, I'd like to talk to you later on, you know, sometime in the next couple of weeks about uh, having the American Heroes uh, uh, Network uh, represent and work with you, too. Uh, And the reason is because we have now uh, been called the the uh, number one resource directory for our veterans gives them a path to go on. It, it, it tells them, I mean, we have almost 600 shows. Well, it's not 600, almost 400 shows that um, uh, actually give you all these resources, and the veterans don't even know about half of them. Uh, and it would help out because they're family oriented, and, and we can discuss it later. But uh, that's something that I would really like to talk to you about that. And, and I would like to talk with you a little bit more about that also, because one of the things that we did internally here is to put together a resource guide, a, a resource guide for the mental health you know, department here, and uh-huh. that has never been done. It's never been done to put together all of the resources that are available to veterans, you know, in the uh, mental health, you know, department. So we did that. We have it in electronic form. We have it in uh, paper form so that we can give out to veterans. And they are so pleased by it. The the beauty of this guide is that it was done by veterans for veterans. And all of the artwork that's in this guide, they were done by veterans who have been served here at the mental health, you know, clinic, as well as in recreation therapy. It's a beautiful, you know, guide, and everyone, all of the veterans, you know, they say thank you for putting this together. So we would love to talk with you a little bit more also about, about you know, uh, becoming more involved with what we do. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I know Bill has a couple of questions. Well, you know, Gary, as I usually start out by indicating that how important information is in any community, and in particular the veterans community, is probably the greatest void that we have existing 
in the veterans community is information in high, uh, as it pertains to navigating what is necessary to get help and assistance. So, so Pat and, and, and Andrew, uh, you know, I think one of the things that would be of interest to uh, our listeners here is if you can give us a, a bird's eye view of this situation with the concerns, uh, you know, with the, the veterans that you see there, and they, and they, they cover a vast history from World War II up to the present time, including Vietnam, Korea, uh, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, and the Gulf. And, and, and this exposure to battlefield fatigue has had all kinds of names. I can remember as a kid, I, I, I came in contact with World War II veterans just coming home. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the condition then was made reference to as being shell-shocked. Give our listeners a bird's eye view from that point, World War II up today, and the differences that you see that you come in contact with uh, uh, assisting these men and women who have served. Mr. Little, Mr. Little yeah. is our, is the backbone of of, of the uh, Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. He knows everybody and anybody, so you know we can always call on him, you know, to help us out when we need it. And he's also, you know, our focus group coordinator. And um, Mr. Little, would you share a little bit about you yeah. know uh, what we do with the focus group and the information that we get, you know, from there, from yeah. you know, um, older veterans oh, up to the younger, you know, um, current time. Yeah, and, and like you said, most of the uh, veterans that we run across are you know World War II, Korean. And one of the things that they always mention, they go back to the beginning when we, we like you said, we all they knew was been they've been shell shocked. They always use that phrase, and it's like they a lot of them is, information is not getting to them where they they know about all the resources that's available to them. And that is one thing that we do. We you know we do focus groups, town halls. Community meetings and all we 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 want to we try to get as much information as possible to all of the veterans, you know, uh, some the younger veterans and all they they have stigmas about uh, services and things. So we uh, we try to educate the the veterans and and educate the. Uh, the facilitators and and all the medical staff on you know how they are the veterans is receiving information and all so it is very good that some of the things we're doing and i mean we can't have enough information and we 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 really uh would trying to find other ways to make sure the veterans are getting that information so Focus groups has been very good. I mean, some of the uh, concerns and stuff. I mean, it's just sometimes it just sounds so elementary that they are not getting some some services. Uh, explain but, to our audience also the impact and the importance of uh, families and significant others mm-hmm. uh, with veterans who suffer from these conditions as the role that they play and how you can work with them to help the veteran to improve their conditions. Well, you know, one of the things or the importance of uh, family members is being a, you know, support system. Because if you have a member who has PTSD or, you know, anxieties or some other mental injury that they're dealing with, then it affects the entire family. So it isn't just the veteran himself, but it's also the family members, the caregivers who also need, you know, information and support for themselves also. So, you know, there's an entire community that needs to be built around this veteran in order for them to be successful in managing or, you know, uh, coming to a new normal sense of life here. So, you know, a family member's, you know, 
position or uh, acceptance and support of that veteran is extremely important. So what we try to do is get information out there to them as well. What we do every Monday here at the Medical Center, we do a tabling event. And out there we have information from all of the different departments, you know, such as suicide prevention, uh, the, uh, uh, trauma services, uh, women's clinic, um, you know, different um, uh, clinics that would affect a veteran's, you know, mental injury so that they will know what's available to them here in the medical center. And if they are unaware of it, what we do is we walk them and navigate them, help them navigate the system in order to get the help that they need. For example, you know, on a typical Monday, we could, we could have a veteran who would come in and uh, want to have uh, get more information about PTSD. And so what we do is we have have, you know, uh, the latest magazine that's out there that's put out by our risk department. And so we give them that, you know, but if they want additional information, then what we do is we refer them to, we walk them up, you know, to the different, you know, clinics that affect them and walk them through the process so that they will be able to get the help that they need. That's something they definitely need. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. somebody to help them, show them the path. Uh, without that, they feel lost. Mm-hmm. That they do. You know, we had a, a gentleman this morning to come in who is advocating on behalf of his father who uh, is experiencing, you know, he, who is being preyed on uh, by a younger woman, and he has signed over all of his assets to this particular person. And his father okay. is a World War II no, a Vietnam veteran. And uh, so, you know, he needed help from his, uh, from, for his father's primary care. And about 10 days ago, he put in a request, you know, from the uh, uh, primary care, but he didn't receive any answer back from him. So what we did was we walked him up to the clinic, and in less than 10 minutes, he was able to get, you know, you know the service that he needs for his father. So that's what we do. We advocate, you know, for the veterans, and, you know, what we do is also is we advocate, you know, for um, uh, systemic issues that are affecting veterans, you know, not just here, you know, in the, commun- in the uh, uh, medical center, but also out there in the community. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to keep, keep going with uh, uh, Pat and Andrew. And don't forget to visit the American Heroes Network archived library of shows. We have created a veterans resource that is truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources and events anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier. 
or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Pat Manager, with the D.C. Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. Now, Bill, you had a question? Well, Gary, you know, each year at the uh, Washington, D.C. Medical Center, uh, there's a stand-down. It's usually the uh, the third Saturday uh, uh, in January, and it's called Winter Haven. And this is an opportunity, you know, just like it says, stand-down for all the homeless veterans in and around the community to come in and to get all kinds of assistance. I'd just like to uh, uh, have uh, Pat and uh, Andrew talk a little bit about uh, their interaction with those individuals who came in. If you had an opportunity, some of the kinds of situations that you dealt with, and maybe you uh, were able to uh, identify some new clients. Mr. Lulu, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Okay. We... Uh, this year we went on Winter Haven. Uh, this is one of the uh, biggest events that they have had. This, I mean, I think we served uh, 840 some veterans, homeless veterans, and all. And uh, I mean, the excitement of veterans coming into and going to each station and going through and getting services and getting uh, making appointments for follow-ups on things that they need. And then having a chance to, you know, just to, it was just a big, lively day of mingling with veterans. Uh, and I, I'm gonna let I'll let Pat talk to you about some of the things. There were some of the uh, people that we end up uh, meeting in from the different communities and different other organizations that's going to partner with us also. But it was a real great day, and we said this is one of the largest groups that they have served here. And at this, thank you, Mr. Little. Uh, you know, as as uh, Mr. Little said, we had over eight hundred and forty some homeless and at risk for homeless veterans there. We also had 456 volunteers to come out that day, and over 70, 70, that seven zero uh, vendors, you know, to help out on that day as well. And that that's year that's organized yearly by our Veteran uh, Services uh, Department. And, uh, you know, some of the things that, you know, came out of it for the, the council is, number one, we were introduced to, you know, veterans who are having issues such as, you know, trying to get a voucher for, you know, home, uh, trying to get, you know, access to a primary care or, you know, a specialty clinic. And the beauty of what was done that particular day is that, uh, every homeless veteran who came through, they had access to services on the spot. So if someone needed, you know, a haircut, they got a haircut. If someone needed to see, you know, a uh, clinician, they got to see the clinician. If someone needed to, you know, uh, go to the women's clinic to talk about, you know, personal issues, MST, you know, those types of things, or even to have a breast exam, then, you know, those things were available to them on the spot that day. And this is what we do, you know, annually. And we just can't thank our partners, you know, enough for their support 
of this event because it's so very important, you know, to reach the veterans, you know, and their families and provide the services and uh, that they need. Um, one of the, again, you know, for the council itself, we formed so many partnerships, you know, out of it with people who are serving veterans and who want to do more to serve veterans. So, you know, we are following up on those, you know, um, those opportunities to see if we can, you know, do more for the veterans, you know, in this area. Because there are two things that we are, you know, facing that, you know, makes a difference in the veteran and their family members' lives. And number one is the uh, housing issue. Number two is transportation. Now, we do have a partnership with the D.C. Uh, Mayor's Office of Veterans Affairs, where Eli uh, Ross is the executive director, and they have just been wonderful in helping us, you know, with uh, the transportation issue. Uh, the D.C. Department of uh, Mayors of Veterans Affairs, they have this program where if you make less than $30,000 a year, then you are eligible for free transportation from, to, and back to your, um, your point of um, uh, entry. So, you know, that's something that's awfully, you know, important to veterans. So if we have any listeners out there that can help us with uh, housing types of issue and transportation, we would love to hear from you. And, Pat, I don't know if we've we've interviewed uh, about, I don't know how many organizations that are trying also to help with homelessness, but you know what caught my eye out there is uh, an organization that worked out of Racine, Wisconsin, that uh, is called Tiny Houses. Have you ever heard of them? Yes. Well, I have heard of them, but I haven't done any research on it. Can you tell us a they, little bit more about it? They they are phenomenal. It's a group, and, and uh, they they build uh, these tiny houses and, and for veterans. And uh, there there's no cooking in those houses. They have a main building that's right in the center of the circle of homes of little tiny houses where they can, you know, invite friends. They can do this their own cooking. Uh, bathrooms are in the same tube, so they're not actually bathrooms in the tiny houses, but it keeps the veterans active. I mean, it keeps them, you know, from not doing anything to doing something, um, you know, and, and you just have to read up on it. Uh, um, in fact, what I can do is I'll find the show for you and I'll, I'll email it to you and you just take a listen to it and, and uh, let me know what you think. I will do that. Thank you so much, Gary. Oh, no problem. And Bill? Well, Gary, you know, just getting back to... Um to uh, Winter Haven, this is a very, very comprehensive event, and it has had tremendous success over the years. As a matter of fact, I can recall back with one of the previous uh, hospital directors, and both of you might remember Sandy Garfunkel. Uh, And I I often uh, uh, raise the question, well, why do you have... uh, uh, Winter Haven on this day in this month. And he said, uh, look, he says, if you want to get the veterans out, he says, you've got to be able to select the the day that potentially can be the worst kind of weather conditions in existence, and people will come out. And sure enough, I mean, the attendance uh, has always been tremendous. Uh, More than 840, as you, you just mentioned, uh, that that is that is really uh, tremendous to have uh, that many people out there and uh, all of the service that, that that's there and you know and particularly for our women veterans uh, who uh, don't normally come out don't make themselves accessible at most times to get assistance they show up to and I would imagine that you probably had a chance to. Uh, uh, to be in contact with women veterans at uh, 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 Winter Haven to provide some help and assistance to them also. Did you that, not? That, 
That's yes. correct, Colonel Forbes. And um, this is our second Winter Haven. And the first one, you know, I observed and I had the, you know, same concern that, you know, you're just speaking about is that, you know, I didn't see very many, you know, women coming through. And so, you know, I asked around, you know, and, and made some inquiries, you know, among the veterans themselves. And so they, what they did was they you know, let me know, you know, why they did not want to come to the VA. You know, they just felt uncomfortable, mm-hmm. didn't feel included, you know. And then this year, you know, after, you know, working and talking and, you know, networking internally and externally, what we have, what we saw this year was an increase in the number of women that, you know, we are serving. So what we're doing now is we're also reaching out to the uh, LGBT community because they have the same concerns. You know, they just don't feel welcome or, you know, they just don't feel safe, you know. So, you know, you're absolutely correct. There are populations of veterans, you know, out there that are missing out on the services that are available to them. So what we want to do is we want to capture them, you know, and engage them as well in, you know, whatever uh, mental injuries or, you know, physical, you know, injuries they may have incurred. So, um, you know, that's what we do, and we're looking forward to serving, you know, more uh, of those different, you know, communities. Well, that's a great move because the the – the, the women veterans population is very much underserved, and in particular when it comes to post-traumatic stress, uh, suicide prevention, women veterans uh, are suicidal at a rate of six times greater than their counterparts, their civilian counterparts in the community, and they need a lot of attention. And uh, whatever way that you can use as a, a, a means of magnetism of drawing them in, they need that attention because of their, them being so underserved. I agree with you, Colonel Forbes. Yeah. You know, uh, we have an excellent, we have an awesome peer support specialist, you know, with her. us. Her name is Yvonne Grissett. And uh, she runs a women's group twice a week, and she even mentioned how this year has been, you know, the, um, the year where she has seen more women veterans engaged, you know, in these uh, different services that we offer here than any other year that uh, she's been here, and she's been here many years. So, you know, I guess that is to say that we're doing something right, you know, and the process is slow. And in my mind, I would like to go out and, you know, scoop up everybody in my arm, every, you know, female veteran, and just bring them in here. But it doesn't work like that. So, you know, we are, you know, constantly reaching out, you know, to the community as well as internally here to draw in uh, more female veterans who do, you know, live with MST and as a result of that have PTSD, MDD, you know, and all of those other, you know, mental injuries that they have to deal with. Right. Well, this is certainly an opportunity uh, 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 today and hopefully in the future to be able to reach out more to those community resources uh, uh, that are out there that can, that can assist because there's so many gaps in the service that the, uh, the, the VA Medical Center is, is, is uh, a, a remarkable job that they do. It's just impossible to cover all those areas. So where those gaps exist, I would think that you really want to appeal to community organizations to come in and partner and work with you. Yes, and that's one of the things that, you know, we are doing. We have, again, you know, a partnership with the uh, D.C. Mayor's Office of Veterans Affairs, and we are pursuing, you know, one with the um, Virginia Department of Veterans Affairs where they have what they call a veterans treatment docket. And Maryland also, they have veteran treatment courts, but D.C. does not. So, you know, what we are doing is we are, you know, advocating for that particular, you know, um, um, 
you know, uh, opportunity and, uh, um, you know, for veterans here in this area. And it's like a diversion, you know, type of program. Once they become, you know, in, introduced to the uh, criminal, criminal system or the law enforcement system, then what they will do is they will divert them to the uh, Veterans Treatment Court. So what we're doing is we're partnering with the Veterans Treatment Docket in Virginia in order to uh, bring and advise and, you know, uh, mentor, you know, us here in the D.C. area so that we can have one also. And female veterans are not excluded, you know, from this population that we're talking about. And oftentimes when they're out there, you know, in the community, homeless, then they, you know, suffer, you know, uh, other types of sexual abuse, you know, that they need to uh, have dealt with as well. So, and then they are engaged in different types of uh, uh, violence against someone else or violence against themselves or theft or things like that where, you know, they're, they're just trying to survive. So to send them to prison or to jail, you know, for something like that, you know, what the treatment court does, it, it diverts them to a program in order for them to get the uh, services that they need in order to recover. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Pat and Andrew. They're from the D.C. Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. And, Pat, what type of, what type of support are you looking for as far as uh, we can tell our listeners to get involved with? Well, you know, uh, a couple things, you know, uh, for the uh, American Heroes Network, you know, listening audience, we would love to know, you know, some of the things that you are doing in uh, your community to serve veterans and their family members that is very effective in getting them the help that they need, number one. Number two, addressing the issues, you know, that, you know, uh, they are facing. And, And number three, you know, the feedback that you get from them, you know, um, for providing these types of services, the impact that you make. And it may be something that will help us here at the DCVA Medical Center. And if I could get, you know, you all to, you know, uh, email, you know, your answers or, you know, comments, uh, concerns, you know, to the American Heroes Network at gmail.com, that would be wonderful. Or you can give me a call at one two zero two seven four five eight thousand extension five eight six 
888-346-9141. And again, I appreciate, you know, Gary and Colonel Forbes, you know, so much for allowing us to, you know, come on, come on and share what it is that we do and how we can better serve our veterans. Well, it's our pleasure. And we only do have a couple minutes left. And, Pam and Andrew, <laughs> I, what I'd like to do is, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of what you can share with our listeners in closing. And we'll start with Pat. Well, you know, again, um, we are the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council, and we address every issue, you know, that involves uh, veterans that affect their mental health. And uh, we have several, you know, um, we have several events coming up, you know, to engage the veteran community. On February 4th, we have Random Access. Kindness Day. On uh, April 18th, we have an MST summit that's coming up. And, you know, so we have some things that are coming up to address the issues and provide some answers, you know, to veterans. All right. Anytime you have events coming up, um, uh, Pat, why don't you let us know in advance? That way we can get them up also and mess them on here. Um, Wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes. No problem. And, and, and Andrew? What would you like yeah, to share with our registration closing? Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, that we really appreciate is the uh, the support from our leadership. I mean, we could not be successful if we didn't have the support of leadership and uh, and the input. And and when we do events and all, and we get feedback from the veterans when they feel good about having someone that they can express their uh, thoughts to and and talk to about as far as getting their help. Uh, that feels good to hear, and, and that makes us want to do more. So that was my feedback. It's just We just love to get the support from other organizations and from leadership and the veterans, and uh, that will make us uh, move forward a lot more in just uh, off an hour assistance. Sounds good. Sounds good. And Bill? Bill? Uh, uh, Pat and Andrew, thank you very much for your dedicated uh, service to our country in serving in the military, and thank you for your continued service that you're providing to our men and women in the veterans community. And, uh, you know, this is all about veterans, helping veterans, and I think uh, with that route, we will reach the goal that we need to reach in helping uh, veterans in the community to uh, improve their conditions. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you for having Thank us. You. And if you missed any of our shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on any device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of men.